it, it's it's sad that people are now being reduced to being out of sight, out of mind, and they sleeping in their cars and car camping is their new affordable housing for most people so they can be out the elements and not swept. But now people are targeting, the police is targeting and ticketing the cars that people are sleeping in and having them towed away. So it's a lot of work still necessary to be done, and it's going to be done because the houseless community is constantly growing. I think it was up 13% in last year. So this event that we given on June 8th on 4th and Southwest Washington, we're going to need more hygiene supplies, more food, more clothing. Anything you haven't worn in a year, you won't wear anymore. So bring those clothes down and give them to people. KBU Community Radio is hiring an archive contractor for 40 hours a week for $20 an hour. This is a contract position that will last from July through December of 2018. The archive contractor will steward the KBU archival assets in all forms. They will work with historical KBU content in many audio formats, as well as the Resource Space Archival Database, Documents of KBU History, and KBU staff and volunteers. Please send in a resume, cover letter, and answer the question, why is KBOO important? To Dell at KBOO.org. That's D E L at KBOO.org. More information about responsibilities and position requirements can be found at KBOO.fm. This is KBOO Portland, listener powered, non corporate community radio. Join KBU and Kofallen Cultural Center on Thursday, June 14th at 7 p.m. at the Clinton Street Theater for an evening of storytelling, live music, and film. Malian artist, author, and storyteller Baba Wage Jakite starts with a talk on the background of the empire of Mali and the role of West Africa's oral historians before the screening of Keita, Heritage of the Griots, a film which blends modern events with magical realism, mythology, and history. Again, that's an evening of the culture of Mali, including the screening of the film Keita, Heritage of the Griots, on Thursday, June 14th at 7 p.m. at the Clinton Street Theater, 2522 Southeast Clinton Street in Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. The time is 6 o'clock. You're listening to KBOO Portland. 602. You know, a lot of stuff's been heavy on my mind and heavy on my chest lately, so. Um, look at the world around us, man, it's crashing and it's burning. Got me praying to the Lord for better days and deep discernment. I'm not nosy, I'm observing. I acknowledge I ain't perfect. Trying to turn the other cheek and trying to be the bigger person. But it's easier to say it's all reflecting in my head. No more dwelling on the past and being worried about what's next. It's like I'm on my last breath in, with a noose around my neck. And, and it's A and A to reach the age. It really is a blessing. Oppression and depression got me stressing with this lesson. Is God trying to tell me something? If he is, then what's the message? I'm trying to get this money for my brother who's a college kid. Crying to myself like, thank the Lord. Lord God.
God he really did it Leading by example wasn't hard and plus I dated women Taught them all I know and two years later I'm an auntie figure Now what's the difference if I'm sending in this contradiction Trying to right my wrongs but I go left and miss the whole picture Hazy vision cause I'm blazing hanging in the trenches Praying that I make it yet still living in the same conditions That's far fetching double minded having double standard Double temptation in my face my kryptonite is damaged They say if you knew better you would do better but I know we're still living up and doing that. Hello. My daddy's gone in my Hello, hello. Phone. And we are back. This is Mary with Kitchen Table Conversations. And you're listening to KBOO 90.7 FM. In studio is my beautiful daughter, Michelia, oh. as always. Hello. And her future wife, Alicia. And my granddaughter, hello. Tiana. <laughs> so we're all in here, you know, um, it's all one big happy family. Um, today, I want to talk a little bit about something that, um, well, first of all, I was going to record a bunch of kids and have some funny stuff on there, but something <laughs> happened that made me want to change my, my show, um, and it's because of the neighbor that we saw the other day, um, and as many of you who listen to me know, I advocate a lot for the youth and um, against violence and, and, and abuse for women and children. Um, so I was sitting in my house the other day and I just happened to be looking out the window and I, I noticed a teenage girl um, mm. across the parking lot from me and her and her boyfriend were arguing and you know I don't get into people's business like that but I started to notice that he was being a little bit more you know aggressive towards her and um, then he put his hands on her and so I jumped up and went to go run outside like you know don't do that and as I did that, he put his hand around the throat. So, and the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because um, I wanted to, to let it be known how prevalent it is that te uh, teen dating violence. Um, I have some t statistics here. <laughs> I had to take out my teeth. <laughs> that was I have some so <laughs> weird. <laughs> statistics here. Um, and when, when I seen the little girl with, the guy put his hand around her, her throat. It really, really, really upset me because, you know, as many of you who listen know, I am myself a victim of abuse and, you know, abuse has ran in my family. Um, so it's something that is, you know, something that's passionate. I'm passionate about it, making sure that people are safe. But um, anyway, it made me decide that I wanted to, to talk about something else. So, um, I got I went online and got a couple of statistics and uh, a couple of them are as of August 31st 2017 the CDC is the one that, that posted this um, women 16 to 24 are the most susceptible to abuse of any kind they're th it's three times the national average for women within that that age range and that's extremely high 23% um, of females and 14% of males will have experienced their first abuse between the ages of 11 and 17. Um, that's very young. For myself, it was eight. So, you know, it, and then on, but yeah. So to know that 23% of females, even 14% of males, you know, you don't get to hear that very often. A lot of people don't say anything about, you know, what's going on, especially males because of the whole stigma behind it. Yeah. But. Um, I will throw out there that, you know, if you are a guy and you are being abused in any kind of way, you need to say something. Um, an average of 24 people per minute are victims of rape, physical violence, or stalking. And that's 
worldwide. So it, it, it averages to be just over 12 million people a year. So that's a lot. Think about that. 12 million people a year have some kind of violence done to them, you know, like stalking or rape or, or physical violence. Um, it's three, three out of every 10 women, which is 29% of women, and one out of every 10 men, 10% of the men are abused, and a lot of it goes unreported. Um, so I, I wanna throw out there some, um, some things you can look for if you have, well, it, whether you're a child, a teen, an adult, it doesn't really matter. Um, well, I'm gonna ask, throw out some things, some signs out there so you can know whether or not, if you don't know, um, what abuse is. And, and let me tell you, abuse does not only mean physical. Just because somebody doesn't hit you does not mean that they're not abusing you. There's sexual abuse, financial abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse. There's a lot of kinds of different abuse. So um, let me just go ahead. So to, if, if you're with somebody and your partner makes you cry more than smile, that's a sign. They isolate you from your family and friends, that's a sign. You're always arguing with them and it's always your fault. They make you feel guilty for the argument. Um, they try to com control you in every way, uh, what you say, what you wear, um, where you go, who your friends are. They threaten you a lot, make you do things you don't like to do or don't want to do. So if anything's, any of those that are prevalent in your relationship, maybe you should t take a, a real hard look at your relationship and make sure that you're somewhere that you want to be because it doesn't stop and it, uh, abuse only progresses. Um, people who are abused in, in any way are more susceptible to depression and anxiety, uh, unhealthy risky behavior, excessive drinking or drug use, um, suicidal tendencies and isolating themselves. And you know, Marshalia, some of those things because I've done it for myself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so she's seen. Yeah, I've not only seen you, but I've seen other family members and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are just some signs that you can look for in your child or young adult who, um, you know, maybe you feel like something's not right. You know, those are just some things you can look for and maybe you can talk to them. But, and, and, and that kind of leads me into suicide, the teen suicide thing. Um, you told me Kate Spade killed herself the other day. Mm -hmm. That's what brought this up to me. Um, suicide is the third leading cause of death among youth, uh, 10 to 24. And um, it's responsible for about 4,600 uh, 4, lives a year um, are taken because of suicide. And it costs people over $50 billion. Just to take care of? Just to take care of the medical side of suicide. You know, when somebody dies, you, they don't think about that. Oh, we're dead now, that's it. No, they gotta pay for the autopsy, they gotta bury you, they gotta do, you know, medical things, they gotta figure out what it was that, that made you, you know, wanna do whatever. So it it costs a lot, you know. Yeah. That's how much people are, are spending on things like that. And it doesn't need to be that way. Um, if we teach ourselves how to deal with things and, and to look at, like I said, the signs, you teach yourself what they are and how to talk to your kids and, and your family about them. Um, you know, 
don't be afraid to do it. That's the number one thing. You can't be scared to speak to your children or to even your teenagers or even anybody in your family you think may be being abused. Um, so between 2007 and 2015, um, the suicide rate for girls 15 to 19 doubled. And for boys, it increased by 30%. And that's a lot. That's an, an extremely high amount of young adults that are losing their lives to themselves because they are depressed or have anxiety or for whatever reason it is that they feel that they are not worthy to be here. And it's sad. Um, it's an epidemic. And you don't really realize how, you know, how bad it really is until you are either in a situation like that or have seen a situation like that. But I'm here to tell you guys, it's really bad. You know, nobody's child, I don't, I don't really care who you are. I, I, I don't care what kind of work you do, where you live, if you're rich, if you're poor, it doesn't make a difference. No child should feel like they do not belong in this world. It's not their choice to be here. It's your choice to have them here. So it's our responsibility to make sure that they don't feel that way. And you know, the only way we can do that is by talking to each other and by learning the signs and by, you know, being by the side of the next one. Um, I, I can't say it enough, you know, it just, it, it hurts my heart to see young people go through that. Um, and then to not even know that that's what they're going through and not understand what the signs are of abuse when it is happening. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, we've dealt with that too. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've had abuse on in my life, basically my whole life, um, all kinds of different abuse. And as I became older and became an adult, um, I started to feel like it was my fault that I was doing something wrong. And that's why everybody was treating me the way they were, or quote unquote, or it felt like everybody was against me. Um, and it took me a long time to realize that it wasn't my fault and that the things that were going on and the abuse that was happening to me wasn't because I was defective. It was because they were. And that's something that took me a long, long, long time to learn. And I had to learn it on my own because I didn't have anybody there to tell me the difference. You know, so that's why I bring these things up here because out there, there are other young adults who don't have anybody and you know, they don't have anybody to tell them what, what, what the signs are and what the, the issues that could be. So I'm here to tell you what is up, what to look for, and know that there's always somebody out there that's there for you. Um, you know, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. They're there for any kind of crisis. It doesn't have to be suicide. It could be anything. If you're having a bad day and you just don't feel good and you just don't feel like you want to be here, call them. They'll just talk to you. I've done it myself. I just recently called them last week. So, you know, nobody is above feeling this the certain ways. Um, they're strangers, they don't know you, they don't have any reason to judge you in any way. It's just somebody for you to talk to and to let those feelings be known and um, hopefully you can change the decision that you were going to make. Um, Everybody has a worth. Everybody in this in this earth has a worth. I don't care if it's the worst person. Well, that's not true. There are a couple people I know that really don't deserve anything, uh, if the truth be told. But 
for the most part, everybody deserves to have at least safe, feel safe in their life um, from whatever age they start to realize it until death. You know, that's not, uh, that's something that is a right for us. We don't have to sit there and earn that. That's something that just comes along. Um, but, you know, you were there when, were you there? Yeah. Yeah, you were there. Little, when the girl? Well, yeah, in the apartment yeah. Um, across the way. Yeah, we've known her since she was like knee high. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She was little when I when I knew her. So, you know, you have never really seen any abuse uh, when no. it comes to me. Um, I've, I've tried really hard to keep that kind of uh, situation out of our, our home because I didn't want you guys to have to suffer through that. I mean, you've been through your own things, um, but what was the first thing that went through your mind when you saw that happen to her? Excuse me. Um, my first thought was, I want to run up the stairs and stop him. Well, in my head, I didn't use those exact words, but you know what I'm right. saying. Um, but it it really made me sad, actually, just mm -hmm. because when I look at people who I've seen like grow up, you know, be that little, and then I, I see them when they're 15, 16 years old, I still see that little girl, Right. you know? So no matter how old she is, that's what, in when I look at her, that's what I see. Mm -hmm. And so it made it just that much worse, Right. you know? And then not only that, it like, when I see or hear things like that, it makes me think about like my little sister mm -hmm. or, Tiano or you know Mumu and stuff mm -hmm. like that and it makes me just I don't want that to ever happen to them or for them to ever think like they don't have anybody right because obviously she doesn't feel like she has anybody if right. she's just letting that happen um or she just doesn't know the signs right you know because her mom you know mm -hmm. I've seen her her mom in the same situation and so a lot it really starts at home when people um, go through abuse at, as, at an early age, more than likely, not I, I won't say more than likely. And let me let me say these are all my opinions. It has nothing to do with anybody here or anybody else. Um, nobody's opinion but my own. So I want to put that out there, just in case anybody wants to be upset with anything I have to say today. Um, you know, I watch the news every day in the morning because I want to see what goes on overnight. And I've been seeing all these school shootings and all these things going on with our kids. And everybody's yelling gun control and everybody's yelling this and everybody's yelling that. But truth be told, you know, if we as adults can learn to, to read our children better then maybe we can catch it before it happens. Not saying it's 100% foolproof, of course not. But, you know, I've been watching what's going on and it's horrifying to me. Um, I have a young son and, you know, you're an adult now, but, you know, I don't want my child to go to school and have feel, to be. Feel like that's what they need to do right. or that's want not, to do. Not yeah, feel safe, not feel like, you know, they don't want to go to school because of whatever. And that brings me to another point I wanted to talk to, uh, talk about was bullying in school. Um, you know, 
recently, and I'd say probably the last month or so, I've heard of a lot of young people um, being hurt. In fact, recently, uh, somebody that I know passed away and died of a drug overdose. Um, and it's unfortunate because I didn't kick it with her a lot, but I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't, wasn't her enemy. Um, however, I, I had no clue. I had no clue that it was that serious for her. I knew that she had been abused and I knew that she had gone through things. I had no clue that she was doing the drugs that she was doing and that it was that serious. And, you know, I always try to catch it in the beginning, but even somebody like me, it sometimes it just slips past you. And, you know, she was so young. Um, but maybe if somebody had been there for her or listened or I don't know, maybe that wouldn't have happened. You know, everybody listening out there, please pay attention to your children. Please watch the signs and make sure that they're safe. Make sure that they're happy when they go to school. Make sure that their friends are safe. Be the parent that's a nosy one. Be the one to go to the friend's house and be the one to be in the business. Be that parent, be involved. Let your kids know you love them and that no matter what it is, it doesn't matter what they do, they're still your child and that you still love them and that they're still relevant. Adults too, your friends, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your neighbors, they're all relevant. Everybody is relevant. Even if you don't feel like it, you are. You are relevant and somebody cares. Somewhere out there, there's somebody who does care. I care. Marshalia cares. We're here, you know. I'm sorry for those of you who go through the things that you go through, but know that it doesn't have to go on forever. It can change. And for those of you who go through things and are embarrassed or ashamed or for whatever reason don't want to say anything to anybody, I ask you to have the courage to just do it. Say something. Let somebody help you. Let somebody help you get better and, and get away from the situation that you're in, male or female. Don't be embarrassed. It's not your fault. It's not. So I just want to let you guys out there know, you know, I, I can't say it enough that we're not doing a good enough job, people. We're not doing a good enough job in setting up the future for our children. We're losing them. We're losing our kids at a, a tremendous rate. We're losing them to suicide. We're losing them to jail. We're losing them to drugs. And, you know... You can blame whoever you want to blame for it. You can say that they're bad kids or, you know, bad whatever. But when it all comes down to it, you know, we are the adults and they are the kids. And we need to do a better job. Um, there's no reason why this c should continue to keep going on in, in, in the nation. You know, there's so much violence and it doesn't need to be that way. It really doesn't. There's so many problems that don't need to be a problem. And... Uh, I think that as an adult, 
I have to say that somewhere, even myself, you know, I'm not perfect, never claim to be, mess up every day. You know, I could actually say I've probably taken my punishments a little too far sometimes. Never would I abuse my children, but if my children ever felt some kind of way, I would hope that they would come to me and I would rectify myself. I would put myself in check because I want my children to have a future. And I want them to grow up knowing that mistakes are okay as long as you take responsibility and make it right. You know, I don't want them to feel like I don't love them. I don't want them to feel like they're worthless. I don't, I don't want that. So I do everything in my power to make sure that that's the opposite. And even if it means looking like a fool, it's okay. I'll look like a fool. I don't care. I, I don't care as long as my kids are happy and they're safe and they feel loved and they're taken care of and you know they're not afraid to go to school or to their friend's house or work or anywhere right, else in you know, society right and I you know if I have to come from <clears throat> here to Japan to come in and make sure my kids are safe then that's what I'll do and that's what we need to do as a parent you know um and as adults in society, period, we need to open our ears and open our eyes to the things that are going on in our children's lives. You know, they don't always talk to us because we are their parents. But, you know, and, and not everybody has the type of relationship that me and my daughter have and my son have. But, you know, in order for you to know what's going on for sure in your kids' lives, you're going to have to push it. You're going to have to, like I said, be that parent, you know, um, ask the questions and mm -hmm. meet the friends and find out where they live and all that extra stuff and my mom did that she did that stuff all the time she would pop up at my school at my friend's house she'd call me no matter where or what time it was seeing what i was doing where i was at and if i didn't respond she came looking for me and you know as a kid or as like a teenager that's annoying of course <laughs> no kid is going to want you to do it you know they're going to be mad they're going to be upset but I guarantee you later on down the road, they're gonna look back and know that it was all for a reason, it was all for a purpose, and that they only did it because they cared, you know? And, cause I, that's how I was when I was a teenager. I was always mad because my mom didn't wanna let me go somewhere, or she was always super strict on me. But now looking back on it, I see all the, the they're not my friends anymore, but who used to be my friends and, you know, they are gone, you know, in jail or they, you know, a bunch of kids. Yeah, I got kids on drugs, you know, Passed something, away. you know, there's something and not working or whatever the case may be. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And th yeah, they were the ones who were out there partying and doing all the stuff because they didn't have anybody looking out for them. Whereas me. It was opposite. Yeah, I'm not saying lock your kids down in their no, room. No, 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 no. But, but just be the, be the nosy parent, you know, be the one to ask all the questions in the world and annoy them with the questions, you know, because even though you're annoying them, they're listening. Yeah. They have no choice. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're listening. And um, it's important that you talk to your children. And it's important just to have that, those, those conversations just randomly, you know, um, a lot of parents don't know how. 
or my mom used to like go to the clinic and she would like pick up brochures and she would give them to me and my brother be like here read these and if you have any questions come ask me i was always the one who asked questions my brother not so much but that's a good way if you are afraid or nervous or don't know what to say just pick up some brochures have your kids read it um about anything because there's brochures on everything whether it's your health your mental health you know abuse uh all sorts of stuff so if if you're one of those parents who don't know how to speak to your kid i guess that's a a good way to absolutely to give them facts and and, uh another i guess i would a suggestion or whatever is and and you know we should probably practice this more at home too because we don't practice this and i believe that and you know i i can't believe that i haven't practiced this in years because this is something that's really actually kind of important to me at least once a week i think that families should sit down at the table and just eat and talk we used to do that all the time yeah long time ago um at least once a week because then you have the opportunity to ask your kids well how was your week did anybody hurt you are you happy what happened what did you do what did you make you know did you plant something whatever it may be you know and that's the opportunity for them to you know tell you no i didn't have such a good week or yeah my week went really great or whatever and that's that's the door that's opening to have the tough conversations that parents don't know how to have with their kids you know so um yeah once a week is a good it's a good number um and i challenge anybody out there listening to just to do that and the next dinner you have together as a family to have those those hard conversations and talk about things that you don't normally talk about um or don't know how to talk about because it's important and as time goes on it's just getting worse and worse and worse and we need to take a stand for our our kids um they're taking a stand for themselves so you know as a as an adult i feel like they shouldn't have to we should have did that for them and we didn't and so now they're taking the stand for themselves not that that's a bad thing i'm just saying that as children they shouldn't have to do that um so you know yeah that's something that i think that um i should challenge everybody to so um yeah okay well we're gonna go to break and i am going to go to the bathroom and eat (laughs) and uh, i will be back in just one second not literally a second though yeah this is gonna be hello i believe by adele It's me I was wondering If after all These years you'd like to be To go over Everything They say that I'm supposed to hear But I ain't done much here Hello Can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming Forgotten how we felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference between us and the million miles. 
So, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah. I had a really heavy subject, and, you know, people were crying. But it needs to be said, and it needed to be put out there. So, okay, but now we're going to do pet peeves. So, next segment. Marcia, mm-hmm. Yeah, pet peeves. Pet peeves. Yeah. When people I can't hear you. Th- Good. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Oh, you can hear me now. Okay, so, 
biggest pet peeve in life. Oh my gosh. Okay. I know everybody goes to the bathroom sleepy, okay? Whether you're it's in the middle of the night or early in the morning. You cannot. Go ahead. Okay. Everybody is sleepy when they go to the bathroom. Why do people leave the toilet seat up? Oh my gosh, all of a sudden, holy cow, I could hear myself all over again. Why do they do that? I don't know. Because they're sleepy. That makes me... But... Okay, pet peeve. I fall in. Men, put the toilet seat down when you use the restroom because we fall in the toilet when we sit down. That's what I just said. Okay, so... I remembered my pet peeve. I got another one. Go ahead. Just because I've seen it right now. Okay, so <laughs> for all of you guys who know, my mom got my mom got dentures. Okay, <laughs> look, I love my mom to death, and I'm so thankful that she got teeth. But when she pops them out in public or just like randomly, she be like, Boop! I'm like, oh, okay, well, okay, gums, <laughs> what's up? Like, <laughs> you know. She can't talk or Those like really do know, anything. Who, who listen to the show, you all know that it's it's not a secret. It's not really a pet peeve. Um, it's like, yeah, I, I everybody knows that I've been going through it with my my health and my teeth, and I had all my teeth pulled out in January, so I finally got my my new teeth, and um, you know I wanted them so bad, and now I don't even want them. <laughs> I'd rather walk around with no teeth in my mouth. I swear, I can't do anything with them. I can't talk. I can't eat. I can't do anything. So. You know, hey, it is what it is. I'd rather gum it. Tiana, do you have a pet peeve? Do you know what a pet peeve is? Pet peeve is something that you don't like that really annoys you. That people do. No? Maybe? Pet peeve of mine. Driving and talking on the cell phone. Uh, yeah. Or texting. Or texting. Anything. And you're on the cell phone, I'll cuss you out. I will. Um, or driving on our rear end, like super, super right, right there on the rear end. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to slam my brakes on, um, even though I don't drive. Traffic is just, ugh. Yeah, traffic is just a pet peeve, yeah. right? So, um. Pet peeves. <laughs> right. So, I got uh, a lot. I get to, uh, those of you who listen, we've also talked about uh, my stepdaughter and how custody is now with her father and that was a wonderful thing and i'm proud to announce that we get to have her over this weekend and i'm so oh, happy. and she graduates Finally. tomorrow hey she's only in fifth grade yeah but you know she's going to six and she's graduating and okay that's, that's what she deal. said so hey that's a big deal that we have a young you know person out there who's actually moving forward in life um so we had, graduations are coming up proms are coming up things are coming up and we have a lot of people in our Prom family graduating. Prom already happened. So, no, did like, it? Yeah. All of them? Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. I don't go to school anymore, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, prom is like, you know, March, April, May. Oh, uh, well, then graduations are coming. Yep. Uh, all this week and next week. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Tiana's almost out of school too, huh? Ah, uh, you're going into fourth grade. Yeah. So, yeah. for those of you who, who listen, um... This fine young lady right here, she's nine years old, and she can speak Mandarin. I was blown away. Fluently. Don't yes. let her fool you. Blown away. And she she's really good say? too. She just tells me what it says. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm like, she's really good at she's it. Really she's good really good. Really, at it. really good at it. And she's a wonderful artist. She she's drawn us pictures. She's a really good artist. Um 
<laughs> I just wanted to let everybody know that because that's a really neat thing for me. I really think that's neat that you know how to speak Mandarin. Lots of kids don't know barely English. <laughs> yeah, a lot of kids don't I know a second language. Half the time. Um, You're going to use that a lot later on in life. It's going to help you a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Mandarin. You know, and I had asked where they speak Mandarin at. And Why it's did in China, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. But where did you say first? I need everybody to just just to hear what you said first, okay? <laughs> she I don't even know I if forgot. I want to say it because I feel ashamed almost. She said Africa. I did not say Africa. <laughs> no, I did not. Did I? No, I didn't. Did I? Oh no, maybe you said like Pakistan or something. Pakistan or something like that. Yeah. I don't know where they speak. Mandarin. I was gonna say you are like weight off. I, I you know, normally when when it's a language it's Spanish. It's, you know. Yeah. And then English and French. The French speak French and German speak German. I didn't know where Mandarin was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I didn't know I spoke Mandarin. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. So yeah, that's really neat. I'm I, I want to learn. I want to learn Mandarin. Mandarin's the most spoken language in the world. Is it? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mandarin is the most spoken language in the world. Wow. I did not know that. <laughs> okay. Well, at least it's not the hardest one to learn. It actually is one of the hardest. One, but not the, not hardest. the hardest. It's <laughs> hard, Tiana. Is it yeah. hard? Well, how come? I mean, you did it great. You, you speak it wonderfully. Yeah, I've been doing it my whole life. Your whole nine years. <laughs> yeah, that's a long do you, time. Do you want to go to China? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I heard it was really neat out there. I don't know. I haven't been outside the country. Me neither. That'd be fun to do that, though. Maybe one day. When you grow up and you get rich, you can take us all to China <laughs> and, and teach us all how to speak Mandarin. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> She's a huh. No, I don't know about all that. So, yeah, so, um, okay, so updates on Ramon. Oh, Elijah. Yeah. He's still not in school. <laughs> no new updates. Um, <laughs> moving on. No. <laughs> no, I love oh, you. Oh, that's done. I love oh, you, bro. <laughs> no, that's my son. For those of you who don't know, his name's Elijah. And, you know, we he's a lot like me. We had a lot of ups and downs in school. And um, so he actually, I pulled him out of school. And he's still out of school so there's the update we're working on a job this time yeah we're, we're getting there it'll take a minute but we're getting there we're just now getting him off the game so you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah we talked about having a an electronic free day and One he day. got One. mad <laughs> he was in his really feelings. upset with me <laughs> he was like in his feelings like could have cried and with that being said here's another thing Parents, when I was young, this, the phone. that's my phone, this was irrelevant. We had to walk to go see our friends and see or if bike. they were home. Or ride a bike. We couldn't call anybody on a cell phone and be like, I'm right hey, outside mom, your house. Hey, 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 I got to stop you right there because you're saying that as if you're old or something. Because when I was a kid, I didn't have no phone and I had to bike or walk to where I had, you know, I had to go to. You Not wasn't having it. a teenager. Okay, but what was your rule? I bought her the phone one month and then I she bought had to pay the for phone it. and she paid for it the first time. Okay. Yep. So, but the deal was that if I wanted a phone, I had to provide it for my, well, you know, pay for it for myself. So, 
It doesn't matter. I can't say. Mm-hmm. That's teaching you responsibility. Yeah, but. My whole point is kids don't even get off these things nowadays. No, they don't. You At least make your kid play for an hour. Well, adults don't even get off these things nowadays. Um, <laughs> we are losing our communication with other people due to Apple and mm-hmm. Android. You know, I mean, come on now. All these computers and, and technology, it's great. It's all perfectly great. But can we have a conversation? Yeah. Through text. No. (laughs) (laughs) My engineer is in there on the phone right now. (laughs) It's okay because my phone's sitting in front of me. My phone's in my hand. No, it's, you know, I've noticed that a lot that the the generation now, it's like, oh my goodness, you can't talk. I guess it would be okay. Okay. I I guess it'd make it better for myself anyway. If the person you're having a conversation with, if they get on their phone and they completely ignore you, like, Okay, my cousin, okay? As soon as, if you're having a conversation, as soon as her phone dings, whatever, and she picks it up, she hears you no longer. Okay, if you can pick up your phone and still hold a conversation with me, I'm cool. I don't care. But if you blatantly ignore me and I'm telling you some important information or I'm talking to you and then you're like, huh? What'd you say? Have you ever heard of this the saying, practice what you preach? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is coming from a girl who will sit on the phone. Uh, Look, it depends on who's and texting won't me. And listen to anything. It depends on who's texting me. If it's you or her, no. I definitely <laughs> don't pay attention because if it's you, I'm not trying to get yelled at because I don't answer my phone. And if it's her, I don't want to hurt her feelings for not answering the phone. Oh, but it's okay if my feelings get hurt. No, because I answer you because you I'm not trying to get yelled at. But if my feelings get hurt, it's okay. Okay, no. I see how you are. I see. I see. <laughs> I see. Maybe okay. I used the wrong words in that sentence. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> So, yeah. So, um, everybody, guess what? This year, my daughter's turning 21. Hey, I'm going to Vegas. Hey, my mom's kind of upset. But that's okay. You know what? And I'm going to say what I said to you. No, you can't. Why? Because we're on air. What about it? Anyway, you get to take her to Vegas for her 21st birthday. And I was mad. So, I get to have her when you get back. Okay. <laughs> you can't come. Okay. Oh, snap. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you can't come. No. Um, yeah, I hope you guys have a good time in Vegas. So, it's exciting. She's turning 21. Oh, snap. Oh, I'm going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. I already know. It's crazy that we're all Leos in here. Um, except for this one. Except for the that little one. one. So, Yeah. Your birthday's coming up here too. Real hey. soon. Yeah. But okay, so gonna throw down. Are you? That's good. Who's cooking? That's you. What I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> Do you hear this? She said, I gotta cook. We. Me. How about we? You got a mouse in your pocket? Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me. <laughs> you? Oh, you wanna help me? Tiana cook. Will cook. Oh, hey, yes. come on, Tiana. Tiana oh, Tiana knows how to cook. She knows yes. how to cook some eggs. She made me some breakfast the other day. Sausage, it was bomb. Rice. Go ahead and tell them, T. <laughs> what else do you know how to cook? Rice, so, eggs, sausage, pancakes. Do you know how to make? She's pancakes? gonna learn to make elote because I need that. Ooh, elote! <laughs> yeah, that's easy to make. Um, we were gonna make. Pizza you know how to make egg rolls? Good. Yep. Right? You made egg rolls with my mom. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Pizza. pizza. You wanna make pizzas? Yeah, the dough was not good, so I had to throw it away. I'll get some more though. Um. So yeah. Um. So. 
I guess my suggestion to everybody about this technology, and I won't call it a problem because I'm on the phone all the time too, but, uh, and regardless of whether or not your kids get mad, maybe we should try and take one day and maybe not the whole day, but maybe, you know, like a couple hours out of the day. Hours, yeah. We'll start small, you and know. And work our way. Right. And have a conversation and stop. You know, or go do something. Phone. Right. Like or interact. You know, go take them outside. Go kick a ball. Play Twister or something. Nobody I don't plays know. board games or anything like that anymore. They all look at me like I'm board old games. when I say things like that. You know. Um, board I you love like board, board games? games? Yeah, I'm going to have to get some more. I used to love to play them. And then, uh, you know, my family started to cheat. <laughs> so I don't like to cheat. Hey, we don't cheat. You cheat. Nah, we don't cheat around here. We just, uh, you know. Play play differently. Yeah, you play by your rules. <laughs> that, that's how that goes. So, so yeah. So, um, a suggestion. Oh, we for, got a call. Oh, and we have a call. Ah. And caller, are you there? Are you there? Hello. Hello. How are you? Is this Jeff? This is he. Oh, oh. I I am so pleased that I can join the ladies club only if, if you will only because I'm a Leo oh <laughs> look at that hey. yes it is truly a pleasure to be in the company of lionesses such as yourself I look oh. forward to your call Jeff <laughs> thank you Mary I do Mary I, you are you are the luckiest woman I know you have in your presence uh, some of the finest young women uh, that we could ask for I and do. apparently uh, uh, a young man as well yes yes oh good <laughs> no, the, yeah. the, the Y chromosome does need a little representation. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Without you. Well, Mary, Mary, you were talking about about uh, the, 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 the this awful, awful thing that's occurring in our world, which is these these addictions to the things in our hand. And you <laughs> see it all the time. You know, uh, uh, are you driving? No. Or are you uh, or are you uh, uh, con consulting your phone? Right. Apparently, no. you believe you can do both. Yeah, they do. And then and the, 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 when it's an accident, it's not their fault. <laughs> oh, it's not an accident. Right, right, right. Oh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> but but, but let's, let's examine it carefully, because what, what happens uh, uh, is that our attentions are divided. Literally, our attentions are divided. And what's the first thing that a teacher might tell you in a class? I need your complete attention. Undivided attention. Yeah. <laughs> Un that's exactly the word that a teacher will often use. Yeah. God bless them, because we need more of that attitude. But uh, this brings me to the point that attention, attention is everything. Mm -hmm. It literally is everything. Because who is it that wants your attention? Well, it's advertisers of all kinds. It's some of those creepy, nasty friends that you might have because they're friends only on Facebooks or whatever they're on. Uh, it, or, or it's your dearest loved ones. They, everybody, everything, everyone wants your attention. And you only have so much. It's like a purse. Or imagine a pie chart. And that's your attention for the day. And you have to devote this much attention, this much attention, this much attention. And without your undivided attention, you are not present. Mm -hmm. And what we're dealing now with is a society that is literally divided in its attentions. 
easily distracted mm-hmm. by all kinds of nonsense. Mary, you said that you get up and you want you check the news in the morning. I mean, good for you because you want to know what happened last night. Perhaps yes, fine. <laughs> but oh, for heaven's sake, I want to tell you, if you'll permit me, exactly how I changed my life. And that was first thing in the morning. No, I do not start listening or watching or or tuning in to what what is called the news. Because my attention is on getting this day underway and knowing that I have commitments and obligations. There are people to see. There are things to do. I'm not going to concentrate in that future, but I'm going to concentrate on being ready. That takes all my attention. And if I were to do like I used to do, which was listen to National Petroleum Radio every morning and to what Morning Edition has to say, it, it, it screws up your whole day. Your whole day you're thinking about blah, 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 which was a distraction from where you were headed in the first place. You're right. We must stop being so easily distracted and then dividing our attentions, and nothing, nothing gets done. In fact, we become further apart from each other than we ever were. To say we're in the most connected era in history may be correct, but we are so miserably disconnected one from the other. Yeah, we are. That's the truth. So so be careful now and, 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 and understand and, 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 and always acknowledge where is my attention? To what am I paying attention? Think of it like that, like a wallet. You only have so many dollars, so much money. And you're paying attention. All right. Think of it as, a, as a budget. As a budget. Oh, I can't afford to pay attention to that. I can barely, you know. You know? Uh, right. Anyway. I actually kind of like you. what he just said there. Yeah, because, I, I uh, hear that. I appreciate that, yeah. Jeff. I'm so thrilled that you're taking my call. And I'm love, it's a lovely thing to have you back on the air. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And happy birthday. <laughs> Don't <laughs> spend it all in one casino. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to you. And congratulations, I understand you're going to be married. Is that true? Someone there is going to be married? My my mom was making a joke, but... She bought... No, I'm not. She bought her friend, or her girlfriend, a promise ring. They're all embarrassed. Why are you embarrassed? Now, a girl needs bling more than just about anything else. All women like diamonds. I love you so much, and I hope, hope you have a great evening. Thanks so much for taking my call. You're welcome. Have a good night. And you. Bye-bye. Bye. Jeff. Jeff is a piece of work. I love him. He calls all the time. Every t- Well, he didn't call our show, but I look forward to his calls because I like his voice. Yeah, usually he calls on the show. Yeah. So anyway, like I said, or like he said, I should say, all women deserve diamonds. Oh. So oh. are you saying that because you I want deserve a diamond? Okay. I want diamonds. Diamonds or diamond? Diamonds. Um, look, hey, hey, look here. Uh, Dad ain't gonna give you one, so that means I have to give you one. And look, I'm not, I mean, I'm not rich. No, your dad gave me that instead. What is that? A ruby? <laughs> it's a garnet and diamond. A garnet and diamond and diamond because it's red. That's my favorite color. So, anyway, um. Again, thanks, Jeff, for calling. I, you know, uh, I know you're listening, Jeff. Next time, you know, I want to know where you're at. I know you're in North Portland, but we need to meet because I just really like you a lot. And, uh, yeah, I need to meet you. 
so we're gonna have to figure that out i'll be back in a month and uh you can go ahead and call back then and maybe we can figure it out because i have a feeling you're pretty close to me yeah we're in north portland by pier park imagine that so if you're anywhere near there let's meet up go have coffee or whatever i don't drink but coffee is good for me um that'll work so uh next month when i come on air we're going to be doing a children's show and you know there used to be a show called uh bill cosby um children say the darnest things mm-hmm. or kids say the darnest things or something like that well, i'm gonna have a kids say the darnest things show next month and i'm gonna interview a bunch of children and ask them about questions that adults would go on and on and on about and they'll just say probably one or two words and it'll be funny so i thought i'd do that that would be neat that's cute um yeah so that's that's what we're going to look forward to next month. That's what I was going to do this month, but other things happened, and I thought it was a little bit more important this time. So, um, with all that being said, and uh, yeah, everybody out there, take what I say and use how it how you want it, mm-hmm. how you want to. Um, but love each other, and love your children, and love, love your yourself, and love yourself. Um, you are relevant and so is everybody else Um, and we love you we will talk to you I would say see but you can't see me we will talk to you next month and I am out hungry (laughs) that being said we're going to go ahead and go to the last song there's a fire starting in my heart reaching a fever pitch and it's bringing me out the dark finally i can see you crystal clear go ahead and sell me out and i'll lay your wish Bringing me out the dark The scars of
won't hurt you. I only want you to have some The time is now 7 o'clock. You're listening to KBOO Portland. Oh yeah, come ride and dance with Diablo all over Portland as we celebrate Prince's birthday on Thursday, June 7th at 8 p.m. with a mobile bicycle dance party. We'll be rocking Pedal Palooza and dropping the Prince jams all night long with frequent dance stops. Once again, that's Prince's birthday bike ride celebration Thursday, June 7th at 8 p.m. More information on the KBOO website under Community Events. KBOO Community Radio is proud to present the live broadcast for the 26th annual Good in the Hood Multicultural Music, Arts, and Food Festival. This three-day celebration kicks off Friday, June 22nd, with the Good in the Hood Parade and Festival continuing Saturday, June 